Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to Soulfully Casual. I'm your host, Matty Ice, and I'd like to thank you for returning if you are somebody who's listened to the show before. And if you're a new listener, I'm happy to have you. Welcome aboard. Uh, here we are a week after the start of the new year. Uh, the last episode that I posted for you all was about turning over the new year and a fresh start and how you know sometimes we put a little bit too much stock in that. And I have something this week that hopefully follows up on that um, in a way that, that touches you the same way that the last episode did. But um, just some official business to get out of the way as I do with every show. I'd like to remind you all that I'm on multiple platforms, specifically Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, to name a few. Um, I'm really hoping that eventually some of you who are new listeners or have been listening before uh, will start to connect with the show. And there's multiple ways you can do that. The first is with our email address, which is soulfully.casual at gmail.com. I encourage you to email there. We've had a couple people do so. Uh, there's an Instagram account, which is Soulfully Casual Podcast. And right now it's light on content, but I'm hopeful that I can put some more things, some teasers, maybe some clips on there. Uh, the more listeners I get, uh, the more content that I'll get up there. And I've also added a Twitter feed, which is at Soulfully Casual. So three different ways to connect. Uh, definitely do so. You know, I'm doing this show because I'm I'm wanting that connection. I want to connect with the the listeners, and I want to be able to use that as a vessel uh, for future shows. So please, please, please do that. Um, on the social media accounts, you can also find the link to my website, which has uh, multiple ways in which you can subscribe, which is really important. So if somebody is looking for the show and can't find it, first of all, if they Google "soulfully casual," they'll be able to find that instantly. Uh, and also the website will be able to send them in the right direction. So please, uh, please do so. Please share the show. Please connect. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. So as I'm recording this episode, we're a little under a week out from the new year. Last time you heard from me, I talked about wanting to, you know, turn over a new leaf and how a lot of people look to do that at the beginning of the year. But that the beginning of the year really isn't the only time for us to do that. And as we kind of roll into a new year and we get back to our regular routine, because I'm sure for a good number of people, the holiday season is a time to take off, spend with family, you know, recharge, because we've worked really hard this year. Uh, I'm thankful for this in that I'm able to work. Now, there are many, many, many Americans right now who are not able to work, and, and I feel for them. Um, I'm thankfully in a, a job that has allowed me to work remotely and will continue to allow me to work remotely during this pandemic. And it's put food on the table. It's helped me, it's helped me, excuse me, to provide for my family, for my son and for myself. And that is a reassurance and a blessing. And it's not something that I take for granted, that's for sure. But for a lot of people coming out of the new year, you know, it's, it's kind of a recharge. We're ready to start over, not just in our personal life, but with our jobs. And then we start to get back into it. And isn't it amazing, and I was thinking about this as the week was going on, isn't it amazing how the new year starts to feel like the old year really, really quickly? It really, really doesn't take long for the new to become the old. And I started to think about why that is. In my last episode, you know, I talked about how the new year is, an, is a time for opportunity. It's a time for a clean slate for a lot of people. Um, and we all have grand plans for ourselves coming into a new year, specifically 2020 was a year that nobody could have predicted. So much heartache, uh, so much emotional, financial stress, whatever you want to, you know, put whatever um, label you want to put on it. 
And coming into the new year, despite the fact that we are still in a pandemic and that there is you know, now an eventual hopeful end to it, we still want grand plans. We still want to think that there's hope for us to be able to turn the corner and go back to uh, quote unquote normalcy. And no matter what that looks like for you, whether that's working again, whether that's traveling, whether that's seeing loved ones, friends, what have you. I mean, even as simple as just going to like a bookstore, um, you know, we have these grand plans. We're yearning to do something greater. But despite the fact that we're in a new year and despite the fact that, you know, we have these grand plans, life still happens. It goes on. And it's hard not to get sucked back into it. Um, you know, when we return back to the work week uh, after the holidays, we tend to start working for the weekend again. You know, when we take extended time off, uh, we, we tend to do that a little bit less, especially if it's extended as in it's longer than a few days or, or even a week. We tend to not look toward the end. We tend to just sort of be in it. And then as the end comes, we realize it's coming and we start to prepare for, you know, the beginning of getting back to the grind, as they call it. And by doing so, you start to work towards little things in each day. You know, every week, you know, we start thinking about getting into the habit of, okay, well, I got up and so now when's my lunch break? And then once your lunch break happens, you get in the habit of thinking about when the end of your day is. And then the end of your day comes and you go about your nightly routine, whether that's playing with your kids, your spouse, you know, gaming, whatever it is that you do, you start to look toward those things. And then at some point during the night, you start to think about bedtime because you're then thinking about getting enough sleep for that next wake up to start that cycle over again. And it really becomes part of your daily and weekly routine uh, to think about those different milestones. And what ends up happening is we start continuing to do that and we get sucked back into it. And then a week into a new year, which is where we are now or close to it, we're already thinking to ourselves, it, it feels like the old year. And then all of a sudden, let's say it's uh, my son's birthday in two months, his first birthday. And I think to myself, I can't believe it's my, you know, I can't believe it's blank already and insert whatever date it is that you put in there. For me, it seems to happen around the 4th of July. I can't believe it's the 4th of July already. Or, and then I can't believe it's Thanksgiving. I can't believe it's Christmas. And then look at that. We're starting over a new year. And really what that got me thinking about was not how fast time passes, but how our habits sometimes dictate how fast that time happens. You know, I said a little bit earlier that the aura of a new year kind of wears off quickly because we start back in that habit of working for the weekend, working for these little milestones this, the, within the microcosm of each week. And I think about how, how humans are really creatures of habit. We usually save that terminology or that phrase for somebody who does something very specific. A lot of times it's, I'm a creature of habit because I wake up at 4.30 a.m. And that's, you know, thinking about Cam Newton. They talked the other day, the Patriots quarterback, about how he gets up at 4.30 and they gave his routine and I... Saw somebody say on Twitter, of course he gets up at 4.30 because everybody who gets up at 4.30 tells you about it. But habits really aren't only for people that are idiosyncratic or OCD or whatever you want to call it. If you think about how many times during each day you succumb to some kind of a habit, it ends up becoming startling in a way. Um, you know, thinking about your commute to work for those of you who drive to work right now. Do you listen to the same radio station every time? I know that my wife likes to listen to the Bobby Bone Show every time she drives into work. That's a habit of hers. And it's something that she doesn't even realize is happening. It's just, it is. It's part of her routine. But I think about a routine as a collection of habits, so to speak, good or bad. 
and we'll get to those a little bit later. But do you always have the same meal for each day? You know, there's some people who only eat, you know, say like breakfast, I mean, uh, bacon and eggs, excuse me, for, for breakfast every day. Is that you? Do you always drink the same kind of coffee? Do you always drink the same kind of tea? Um, you know, is it a habit for you to put cream and sugar in your coffee? Things like that. Um, even like reading or looking at your phone. You know, a lot of people take their phone in the bathroom with them. It's almost replaced reading in the bathroom. And I'm not ashamed to say that I am a phone you know, reader in the bathroom, but I'm also a book reader in the bathroom. But nowadays, phones have become the habit of choice for so many people. And that's a really a whole nother episode if you think about it. Like we could go into so much detail about phones, social media, and all of that mess. And we're not going to do that today. But think about those as habits because I think that's probably one of the number one habits. Like if you were to list out habits in this country, you know, smoking would still be up there for some reason and no judgment if you do smoke, but you know, we have so much information now that I, I wish that you wouldn't. Um, drinking is a habit for a lot of young and old people. And that doesn't necessarily mean alcoholism. It just means that that's something that you do on a daily basis. And I would say phone are probably up there, phone usage for sure. I mean, think, okay, so so think about this, right? Think about when you are doing something and how many times you check your phone when you're doing something. And it can even be for me, writing out this episode, writing out an outline for this episode, checking my phone, and for various different reasons. That's a habit now. Your phone being in your hand, practically glued to your hand, is a habit we have all developed, except for maybe my father who still has a flip phone. But regardless, so there's so many times that we succumb to these habits and they don't necessarily have to be a bad thing. They can be good habits, but we have them. Um, I can tell you that probably my longest standing habit, and I've done this since I've been in kindergarten, and I'm sure I'm not the only person, but I bite my nails. And I've done so for basically as long as I can remember. Uh, you know, when we're born, we don't have a lot of memories of when we were very young. Like my son right now doesn't isn't going to remember the fact that he threw all of his toys all over the floor and we had to help him pick him up. He's just not going to. But kindergarten, which is when I remember first biting my nails, I think he'd remember that. And that's when I started to do that. And I do it now in such a way that I don't even really know I'm doing it. And there's, I'm sure, some psychological reason why it happens. I'm sure that it's a lot of idle hands, um, fast moving mind. I can tell you that it happens when I'm stressed and that's probably not that uncommon, but it also happens when I'm concentrating. Like if I'm gaming, um, you know, writing things, if, I, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm writing a show, for instance, while writing this show, I can tell you that I definitely you know, bit my nails at some point. And it's a habit that's disgusting to a lot of people, but it is what it is for me. And I know that I do it. And again, like, like I said, I don't even know what happens half the time, but thinking about breaking it is kind of weird because I've been doing it for so long, but I do have aspirations to do so. And hopefully one day I can do a whole episode about how I did that. Before I get into good and bad habits, I want to take this time to take care of some other business. Um, I've reported or you know said on other shows that, or excuse me, other episodes that uh, I'm involved in some other projects uh, in the podcasting realm. Uh, and I kind of want to plug some of those. First of all, um, you know, my friend Cleveland and I, we've talked about how our, we do our show, The Deep. Um, we haven't done anything probably in about the same amount of time as it was when I last did my show uh, back in November. And we're looking to sort of rebrand ourselves as well. And I really liked the content that we put forward there. It's a lot of two um, Americans just talking things out. 
lots of serious deep stuff. That's why it's called that. But uh, we may be changing our name to kind of refocus on some things and make ourselves a little more unique in terms of naming. Uh, but definitely check that out on the same platforms you can find myself. Uh, I mentioned last episode that I'm a permanent co-host on a uh, football podcast called Political Football, and we do a little political satire, but really it's uh, very heavy NFL breakdown opinions, uh, and I do that with Cleveland and our friend Dave. It's a lot of fun. Uh, if you're a sports person and you're listening to this, definitely check it out. We have a lot of fun, especially at each other's expense. Um, we make fun of Cleve for being old. We make fun of me for being white and um, Dave just because he has a lot of opinions. So it's nice to go back and forth and it, it really makes me feel like I'm either, you know, in a man cave or in a bar having a beer with some friends and it's the closest thing right now. Um, but related to the content of this show, uh, definitely seek out Cleveland's show, The Manual. Uh, he recently had his new episode for the new year and it touches on tangentially a lot of the things that I'm touching on here. And some of that I'll get to a little bit later, but definitely check those out. Um, connect with us on those shows in the ways that we have told you we can there, but definitely implore you to check them out. And if you want some information on those, um, connect with me via the ways I told you before. So, okay. So now here we are. We talk about habits and how they have helped us make the new year feel like the old year and how many ways in which we, uh, you know, succumb to those habits. But I think when we talk about that word habit, a lot of people associate it with uh, a bad habit, a negative connotation. But there's good and bad elements to everything. And that, and that includes our habits. That includes all of the things that we do every day. Whether it's our moods, uh, our words, our actions, all of it has a good and bad element to it. There are, there are bad people, right? I mean, I think there are a lot of people that we can look at that have done heinous things and we can call them a bad person. But even still, there are some things I'm sure in their life that they've done that are good. It doesn't negate uh, what they've done in terms of you know, bad things, but there's a good and a, a bad to everybody. And there are a lot of really good people, people who are phil philanthropic, who give, who are selfless all the time. But even they have weak moments. Even they have their worst uh, you know, their, their worst time. And if you catch them at that time, you might think that they're a bad person. So with our habits, it's, it's like that. Um, if you look at your, say, daily hygiene routine, you know, that's a good habit. Uh, most of you listening are probably showering on a re fairly regular basis. Uh, I know that on the weekends, I can let that slip a little bit, you know, but ultimately I want to be a clean person and, and hygiene is part of that. And that showering, you know, brushing your teeth, um, all of those are good things, right? All those are habits that we've picked up over the course of our lifetime. And a lot of it is because we have been taught that they are good things for us, but they're still good for us. Uh, other things, random things, using your turn signal in your car. I can't tell you how happy that makes me when people use that on the regular, because as a fellow driver, it lets me know what you're doing. So I don't have to waste my time figuring out what the hell you're going to do. And if you're listening and you don't use it, uh, shame on you. Just putting that out there because you should. But I think we do tend to focus on our bad habits. And at the beginning of the year, at this time, January, it's always on poor diet, not enough exercise. Always, always, always. And you know what? I'm a former marathon runner. Uh, I'm a boxer. But I am still go through periods where I'm not as active as I want to be. It, it happens, right? Even the most ardent exerciser is going to have times in which they feel like they're not doing enough in terms of the exercise stuff. It happens. 
unless you are an Olympic athlete or a professional and basically staying in shape is your moneymaker, you're going to have ebbs and flows when it comes to that stuff. It's a good habit that you're exercising in the first place. If you feel like you can eat better, well, you can focus on that if you want. But I find that bad habits tend to focus quick. Excuse me, bad habits tend to form quicker. And I honestly think it's because at the time in which one of those habits forms, whether it's smoking, eating crappy, something like that, even relationships, right? We fall into habits within relationships where we seem to be dating the same kind of people or seeking out the same kind of things. But, you know, those are probably satiating some something that's missing. There's some ple- sense of pleasure that those bad habits give us that are filling in a void somewhere. They're filling in a gap somewhere. And I think that's why we tend to gravitate toward them. It's a lot easier to develop a bad habit than it is a good one. I mean, what do they say? It takes like two weeks for you to stick to a new, a new routine or a new habit. And that's the good stuff. But how long does it take you to develop a bad one, right? Like you could be eating well, eating well, eating well. Actually, perfect example. The holiday season is perfect. Before that, I had lost almost 30 pounds and felt really good. And as soon as those cookies and breads and all that stuff came out, that was it. It took like two cookies for me to be- develop a bad habit. And here we are, and I'm going to try to shake it, right? It, it, it is what it is. Um, but I think it is also a lot easier to forget our problems or at least deflect them um, you know, within these bad or questionable habits that we have or develop over time. And sometimes they come and go. Um, and I think because life ebbs and flows. I know for me, my eating ebbs and flows. I think if I'm feeling bad about myself, I'm an emotional eater. So I get, tend to have a bad habit of eating poorly. And then I get back on track and I have a good habit of eating well, eating clean, fasting, things like that. I think what's really, really important though, is that we are cognizant of those habits, whether they're good or bad. If you're somebody who smokes, just be aware that you smoke and be aware of the fact that it's killing you, right? Like know that it is. Don't be in denial about it. And if you don't want to fix it, that's okay. You don't have to. No judgment. But just be aware of it, right? If some of your habits are more emotional in how you treat other people or how you treat the people you love, be aware of that too. And try to be open to somebody communicating that to you. Because I think that's really important. So I think what you know I'm really getting at is there's good and there's bad habits. But take some inventory of what your habits are and know what they are in the good realm and in the bad realm and figure out, you know, how you want to kind of break some of those habits if need be. Always at this time of year, though, we're looking to change some of those habits. You know, many times we want to become a better person or feel like we're a better person by eliminating these bad habits. And sometimes that's the key. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes those bad habits are singular in their, um, you know, in their consequences. They don't affect anybody else. If I'm fat, I guess technically it, it affects my family if I'm not healthy, but I think you get the idea. Like if I start developing a bad habit of eating donuts every day, it's not really affecting anybody else but me. Uh, or if I develop a bad habit of not wearing my seatbelt, technically that's not affecting anybody else. It's my personal decision. It's a dumb one, but it's my personal decision. And um, so you, you kind of think about those things in that way, but maybe instead think about it differently. I think so often we tend to just focus on negative aspects of ourselves in general. We tend to look at the things that we're not or the things that we're lacking. But when looking at the habits that you want to develop or change or eliminate, maybe try to find a way to adapt those to sort of make them multifaceted. Here's a good example. So you want to eat better. Um, 
you know, think about cooking, right? Cooking at home. Well, how can you make that multifaceted? If you have kids, get them involved. I mean, my son's a little young for that, but if he were, say, three or four, get him involved. Have him help you, right? So now you're not only eating well, but you're having quality time and you're teaching them something. Or if you don't have kids, but you have a significant other, use that time to be with them. Cook with them in the kitchen. I know that some of the most fun my wife and I had before we were even married was cooking together. It's sort of a cathartic thing. It's a very connecting thing if you're both into food and into cooking. Or it doesn't have to be a family. It doesn't have to be a spouse or a kid. If you're single and you have friends, you know, cook with them. Cook with loved ones around you if you have them, if there's aunts, uncles, cousins, whatever. And obviously in today's day, it's safe within social distancing guidelines and all of that stuff. I'm an advocate of that. But in general, adding a loved one can kind of spice it up. So you're not only changing something about yourself that you wanted to, but now you're adding a new, a new element to it. So it's like you're, you're changing yourself two times over for the better. Or even exercise, you can put it there. If you, you, you want to start going for walks, is there somebody you can go walking with? right? Uh, my wife goes walking every weekend with a friend of ours who had a baby right after we did. And I can, can't tell you what it does for her, especially today. Not only having another mother, mother who's going through, I can't believe I just said mutter, like is that song? <laughs> hello mutter, hello, hello fodder, oops. But um, walking with her friend, it's so cathartic. And it's just, it's a way to connect, right? And so she's being healthy and she's getting that connection. I think they both are. And that's a great thing. So I guess, you know, try to think of ways in which they can be multifaceted. Um, you know, I think it's just so important to add some depth to the way, the changes that you want to make for yourself. I think ultimately, if connecting with others ends up becoming a habit that you pick up, I think the world could be a better place. I really think that there are some people who are just yearning for that. Even if there's somebody that you talk to pretty regularly or somebody that, you know, you've had, you have a pretty stable connection with, that extra connection of, hey, I'm bettering myself and I also want you to be a part of that journey, maybe they'll pay it forward. You know, maybe they'll reach out to one or two other people and those people will pay it forward. And it sounds cheesy, but I really think that if you start getting into the habit of connecting with others and giving more and taking less, I think the world would benefit as a whole. Because I think if half the world, shoot, shoot right, like an eighth of the world started giving more and taking less, I think the world would be a better place. I really do. And that's kind of where Cleveland talks about some of these things in his episode of the manual. So definitely, again, check that out. But um, this is what I've been thinking about lately. And it's inevitable that the new year starts to feel old very quickly. Uh, but I'm glad that I thought of it. I'm glad that I felt it so early because there's a way for me to stave it off a little bit and remember that the new year is 365 days, so even if the first week starts to feel stale, there's plenty of time to re restart, and that's what I said last time. A fresh slate is right around the corner, and it's whenever you want to make it. So if you're listening to this and feel like it feels like the old year, well, damn it, make it the new year. So uh, I'd like to thank you all again for listening. Um, if you, are again, have listened to me before, that's amazing. I can't believe you're continuing to listen. Uh, it, it energizes me. If you're a new listener, I really thank you for that patronage, and I will hopefully be able to keep your interest going forward. You won't regret the subscribe and the listen, at least I hope so. Um, I want to thank you for making Socially Casual a habit in your life, because listening to me every time I put out content, that's a habit that you've developed. 
and it's one that that makes me happy. And so I hope that I can continue to bring you the good stuff, as it were, um, so that that habit is rewarded with with some connection. Um, I want to remind you once again to connect with the show in the ways that I mentioned before, and I'll share those again. Uh, the email is soulfully.casual at gmail.com. The Instagram is soulfullycasualpodcast, and the Twitter is at soulfullycasual. Again, really connect. That's what I'm looking for. That's the way you can pay it forward to me. And then I will pay it forward in kind by doing a good deed for you and um, either having you on the show or mentioning something that you said to me. Um, I really want to connect. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Before I go, I just want to thank you again for your patronage. I want to thank you for listening. Um, It's been a little bit longer than I'm I'm used to in terms of episode time, but that's what I'm striving for to get a little bit more, um, some things to sink your teeth into. But I hope that you are listening to this and you're in a good place. You are having a safe start to the new year and that, um, you know, everything that you're looking to change um, has some way of of adding some benefit to you and to others. So uh, thanks again, and I will see you down the road.